Welcome back to another edition of Father Time. My guest today is the same guest as last week. Um, Mr. Pendulet was so amazing, and we spoke for so long that we had to break it up into two separate parts. I hope you listen to the first one. If not, stop this here, pause it, go back, enjoy the first, uh, the first episode with Pendulet, and then come in for the sequel. It's like Godfather 2. It's as good as the first one, maybe even better, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So, ladies and gentlemen, part two of Mr. Penn Gillette. Yeah, if I go in for a parent's conference, you know, or go in when the class is there, it is not unlikely that students in the class will ask for my autograph. Now, what does that do to a child? I have no idea. I've never experienced it. And I try talking to my children about it. And that's useless because they haven't experienced anything else. Do you think people try to friend them in a weird way? Like out here in L.A., we've had a bunch of people on the show, and, and you know some of the schools are here. They're like, yeah, my kid's Johnny Depp's kid. It's like all these yeah, yeah. uber-famous kids in all these crazy schools around here. But I would think in Vegas, they are a little um, – it's, it's them. Yeah, it is. It is kind of them. And I don't know, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I, I overheard my daughter once as I came around the corner. She didn't know I was there. I heard her saying, uh, you know, pen of pen and teller. And there's no reason to say your dad is pen of pen and teller unless you, you, you find you can get something from that. So I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, there's stuff that you can find a little distasteful but doesn't seem that psychically damaging, uh, even though you kind of wince at it. Like um, my, uh, when I'm out with my children, people will come up and just okay, take a picture and they'll hand my children the phone to take a picture with me without, without so much as an introduction or who are you. And there was a wonderful moment um, <laughs> where um, at uh, the form shops in, uh, in uh, Vegas, there's this frame where you're, you can take your picture, you know? And I thought it was kind of nice, and I, uh, I posed with my children there and had someone take a picture of us. And someone came up and said to my children, give someone else a chance and kind of push them out of the way so they could pose <laughs> with me. Um, uh, but those stories That's are few and far funny. between. You know, if you want to talk, uh, I once said to my uh, friend uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, who's uh, on, the, uh, on the big uh, uh, MSNBC, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, I said to him, you know, um, are, my, are my children going to be... Uh, ridiculed for having the oldest dad in their class. And he said, well, yeah, once they get through everything else, <laughs> atheist, libertarian, yeah. hair, looks, famous, when they finally get down to oldest, he said, that will not be noticed. It's a long way down the list. <laughs> That's funny. But, you know. Um, but they're the most well-off kids in the school. I mean, they, you know, are they going to be spoiled to the point? Are they going to have a new car at 16? Or I don't know. Do you are, guys we, spoil we, them? We, we, I had a very, very, very eccentric house mm -hmm. when I lived alone, a very big eccentric house, and I moved my family into there. And it was not good for children. It was too far away from everything. I wanted to be out in the middle of nowhere. Children don't. So I've bought a house for the family that's in a gated community and they can walk to their friends' houses. Um, and it's a very nice house. They live in a very nice, very family, uh, family happy house. I don't know if that's being spoiled. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they, do have, uh, they do have iPhones. They do have uh, computers. Um, they do play video games. Um, uh, I had a conversation with my son, um, 
my whole world on video games uh, blew wide open with Mike Nesmith of the Monkees. Sure. I went to. I went. To I visit, love this story. <laughs> I went to. I went to visit Mike Nesmith. You know, and the idea was, uh, Mike does this, or Nez, as he's actually called, does this. Um, he likes to spend, which is so smart. And anyone who doesn't do this is an idiot, and I'm one of them. When he meets somebody, he invites them to spend like ten hours talking to him. You know, really talking and invites them to lunch and dinner and overnight and talk the next day and have a really long, rich, deep conversation, which he invited me. I'm very happy about that. And um, when I uh, when I got there, he said, uh, you, you play video games? This was a few years ago, and my children were very young then. Uh, I said, uh, no, I don't play any video games. He goes, well, I don't really want to talk to you until you've played some video games. So why don't you play, uh, and he uh, gave me uh, uh, Call of Duty and a few other uh, big multi-game players. And I went on as Papanez, and uh, he typed in, you know, Papanez is now Pendulat. And I played for about an hour while Nez sat over to the side and played his blonde 12-string Gretsch guitar, kind of noodled on it while I played video games. And then we talked, and he said, uh, yeah, I insist anybody who works for me uh, has to play an hour of video games a day. Uh, and he said, because video games uh, is rock and roll. He said rock and roll has not been anywhere near rock and roll since the 70s. He said because uh, the definition of rock and roll is parents don't understand it, don't know the names of who's doing it, all the children do. Uh, parents speak against it. Parents don't understand it. It's a whole culture thing. And he said, um, video games are that. And he said, uh, you know, you, you get to go to school of rock and you're, you know, your children are taught the music their parents played. He said, uh, rap, uh, hip hop. There's, there's nothing even slightly special or new about that. Yeah. But video games are, uh, are really what it is. So now when my son wants to play video games for three hours, I remember putting on the White Album, playing one side over and over again for three hours, learning everything. And uh, I remember Blonde on Blonde, you know. My parents let me listen to Blonde on Blonde, you know, five, ten hours at a time, just Blonde on Blonde. You say you love me, you think of me, you know, sometimes you lie. You just over and over again. And that made me a big part of who I am. And uh, my my uh, my children can throw out names, you know, uh, Markiplier and uh, and all these names that uh, I don't recognize and right. can't hold on to. I play the easy ones with them. I play Minecraft and Plants vs. Zombies. But I do not remember Hillary Clinton's very first presidential campaign ad was anti-video games. Is she president now? I forgot. No, no, she's not. Right. Um, I, I think it's true. I mean, you, rock and roll has got, got to go. go. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> talking about no oh, video games. They're violent. You know, uh, Janet Reno. All these. You know, we always they, we they always find different ways to hate our children. And I will not be part of that. I will not get on the bandwagon of hating our children. Uh, that's just wrong, wrong, wrong. And I also won't get on the bandwagon of pretending to be my children. You know, my parents allowed me to listen to all the Bob Dylan I wanted. They occasionally, very rarely listened with me, but it was not their music. 
they listened to Sinatra and Tony Bennett and Dean yeah. Martin and Lawrence Welk, and I listened to Bob Dylan and the Beatles and the Who, and uh, that was fine. And uh, they didn't try to co-op my music. They didn't try to explain to me why Bob Dylan was just like Frank Sinatra, although, you know, as time goes on, we realize they are identical. But, you know, I didn't know that at the time. They didn't do any of that stuff. I don't try to do that. And I said to my son the other day, I said, you know, it really surprises me. Uh, when I was your age, I was listening to music all the time. And you don't listen to that much music. And my son said, well, when, when you were young, you didn't have video games. If you had video games, you wouldn't have listened to music. I went, you're right. You're probably right. I mean, there's something's happening, but you don't know what it is, do you, Mr. Jones? Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's wonderful stuff going on in video games. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm I mean, they're the... They're the franchise movies that are being. They're everything now because that's the platform that all the. You're right. It is kind of that's also, their platform. There's this thing we laugh about, you know, that they watch endless videos of people playing video games. That's the biggest guy on YouTube. He makes millions of dollars a year by having other people watch him. What's yeah. his name? PewDiePie or something. Or yeah, that? the PewDiePie. Oh, my daughter has a huge crush on. I mean, that's Mick Jagger to her. I know. Uh, and, um, and and I sound like my dad when I'm like, really? That's the crap you want to watch. I don't say that. I don't. I, I, I my say, kids aren't even old enough yet. I say, say I say, wow, that's great, that's great. And you wonder about the talent level. I mean, come on, like to to compare Dylan and these guys, the musician guys, and these kids on this YouTube you this doing makeup tutorials. I'm the old dad in the room. Is like, I mean, they're doing garbage for the most part. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. That's my but let me finish. Okay. Um, the thing that you're uh, not uh, paying attention to it all is that um, in the uh, 17th century they were doing nothing but garbage and the stuff that's remembered is the stuff that was good so the longer you get from a time the better the stuff is from that that's time true. so uh, you know we're talking about uh, pick a time talk about 1968 and you remember the beautiful harmonies of happy together and, What's the uh, crap from Penny Laid and the Beatles, and you remember Bob Dylan, uh, sure. and you remember all of that. That's already been whittled down. You haven't remembered the Casino Cat singing orchestral circus doing Quick Joey Small, you know? Yeah, we haven't, <laughs> uh, but someone has apparently. Um, yeah, but I mean, most of the stuff. I mean, most of the rock and roll was was terrible. 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 And uh, when you look back on it, I mean, from 1956, you remember Chuck Berry and Elvis, too. Now, are you telling me that there aren't two people doing brilliant stuff in video games on those stuff? Oh, no. I, video I, games are brilliant. No, no. On the, but on that the dude's video doing a video of himself playing a video game. I don't know. I don't know. And yet. he's making millions of dollars a year. Because kids are watching him play the. Look video. at her! Look at her! She's sticking in the camera. I'll tell you, them guys ain't dumb. <laughs> Money for nothing. Maybe, maybe get a little uh, blister on his finger. finger. <laughs> maybe get a little blister on his thumb. thumb. Uh, maybe I should have learned to play the guitar. You can't go dire straits and elude me. Come on, man. <laughs> no. I, I, you're absolutely right. Isn't that look at that! Look at that! We gotta, we gotta move these refrigerators. It is. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Look at that. Look at that. He's taking. Look at that. Dude's just playing. When MTV came out, people were like, "That's the worst thing that's ever been created." We couldn't stop watching it. I was like, "Oh, I loved MTV." And invented by who was MTV invented by? Yeah. Um, it's a, there's a one word answer. I mean, there's a one the one name answer. It was Glenn. It, like you don't know Glenn the answer to this. It was Glenn. You don't know the answer to no, this. No, I don't. It's an amazing answer. 
It's an amazing answer. And it really That's is so one of the few cases you cannot say. You can say situation comedies were invented by I Love Lucy. You can try to give that to uh, those people. But with MTV, there's one person. There's not a show. There's one person. I'm so in. I can't wait to hear it. Mike Nesmith. Oh, I did hear that. No, he went in and pitched it as we're going to do just music videos. And the, and the, and the, uh, the demo for it, Mike Nesmith does everything. He's the VJ. He's all the musicians. He's the commercials. He's everything. And he did like a four-hour demo and said, this is what it'll be. And the people there said, well, they won't make the videos for us for free. We have to pay them. He said, no, no you don't. They will. No, you don't. Radio doesn't pay them. No, you don't. You don't have to pay them. Shit, they'll, gotta, just, they'll give you the videos. I got to have how a 10-hour conversation with Mike Nesmith. No kidding. How come he doesn't get uh, A, the credit, and B, the business? Uh I said to Mike Nesmith, uh, when you made the deal for MTV, did they pay you well? He went, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He also gets the credit. I mean, if you look up MTV uh, Mike Nesmith, on Wikipedia, Mike Nesmith will be given the credit. Right, I mean, right. it doesn't. it's not called Mike Nesmith's MTV, but mm-hmm. that's not the way those things no, work. No, 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 I get that. Yeah. But I, I meant, I didn't know he was, I thought it was the getting buggles. a taste of it all this the time. Oh, I don't think guess. he gets the taste of it all this time, but I think he got a fine taste of it at the time. He also... Uh, Incidentally, I want my MTV, Mike Nesmith. Wow. He, they said, uh, how we get people to sign up for it. Adults, he said, we need a slogan that children will say to their parents. <laughs> I want my I MTV. I want my MTV. And then Sting. God damn. Sting Stink. had to pay Mike Nesmith to use that on the <laughs> Dire Straits well, song. Well, no, you didn't use three, Pete. No, right. We didn't use three P. Three P. This whole show's that. going. That's trademark. That's trademark. You know, I'm good at callbacks. Oh, one of the best. One of my superpowers under the one sun. The I, yeah, I'm, yeah I, I like a good callback or two. Well, I'll come back on stuff. We'll keep I mean, the bikini seems like that's that's the runner. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a few going. Mm-hmm. You got there's a, a couple. few a things couple. going. Now, uh, yes. So my children do have electronics. You know, my uh, other parents would say to my children, you know, my children, my parents would say, you let your son have a record player in his room and play all that rock and roll he wants? My parents would say, well, yeah, sure. And uh, I remember my mother buying me a Mothers of Invention record and saying to the guy behind the counter with a little bit of a wink that they didn't see, because she was a little old lady, gray-haired, saying, uh, any band called the Mothers is okay with me. (laughs) Little did she know. And I remember her buying me, <laughs> buying me sticky fingers with the with the hard on and yeah. the zipper, and uh, uh, that very uh, very evening, my uh, my brother in law and my um, my father were carrying on about this disgusting record a band called the Rolling Stones had put out with just a zipper on sticky the cover. Fingers. They were going on and on and on about how disgusting this was and it shouldn't be allowed. And after. Uh, I kind of leaned over to my mom and said, "That's the album you bought me this afternoon." <laughs> and she went, uh, she went, shh, shh. And uh, after the dishes were all cleared and people, had, my my sister and brother-in-law had left, and my father was in the room watching TV, my mother said, uh, "Bring me down that uh, Rolling Stones record." So I went up and fetched it from my room and brought it down and handed it to her, and she looked at it and did the zipper up and down, and she said, "Well, let's just take a moment." and talk about how thankful we are that your father and your brother-in-law have so 
little to worry about and so few problems in their life that they can be upset by this. Isn't that wonderful? I take the record back up and give it a listen. You had like super parents. That is the best (laughs) super parents. If everybody had that attitude. That's when, when I see people who are like taking a day off to go protest something, like somebody else's lifestyle in Hollywood, you're like, dude, how fucking bored are you that you have, just go live your own life. If they're not doing anything that bothers you, why do you care so much? That's a great so, attitude you know, for a parent to have. My uh, my uh, my daughter and I were in the car singing uh, "Closer" by the Chainsmokers. I love that song. I and, love that song so much. And my uh, my wife said to me, "Do you think that's appropriate? You know, bite the tattoo on your shoulder." I said, "Oh, I so do." I mean, she's eleven. This is what she's thinking about, and uh, I'm not going to be able to teach her about that. It has to be the chain smokers. That's... She's okay with her stealing the mattress from her roommate in Boulder. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what one of the and things. He's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking. Your about. kids and your music. My uh, chain yeah. smokers are great. Actually, uh, actually, uh, Moxie did say stealing a mattress seems a little out of line. <laughs> that's really funny. That's she's a good kid. Yeah, uh, stealing mat, mat. Yeah, but I, I love, I love that. I do too. I love... Yeah, I do I too. Mean, the, the chain smokers will be playing. In Vegas, and it's an adults-only show. Do you know that? It's not. Uh, it's a casino, so you have to be what eighteen or twenty-one. Which is it? It's a nightclub gig. Twenty-one. It's a nightclub gig. So all we know, we we, we they're can't. billboards on Highland. I think are they de- they're DJ in the night or something. And doing uh, a show I don't now. know. Yeah. What it, what it, so whatever they're doing, God bless them. Yeah. And uh, I also, by the way, uh, I'm fine with uh, with uh, you know the. DJ music. I don't go with that whole. I mean, a guy's just playing records. We used to learn to play our instruments. I don't. I, w- I used to joke like that. But the truth is, you listen to some of these guys, and the beats they're laying down are pretty amazing. And also, you don't. You just don't know. No. Something's happening here. You don't know what it is, do nope. you, Mister Jones? No. And my point of view is not that I want to. Uh, I want to absorb it and be it and all that. My point of view is just like, hey, it's it's their time. It's my time. There's stuff that I'm going through in my 60s that's, that's pretty groovy and pretty wonderful and that I would have never understood at 18. Sorry, my children don't get that. They don't get that. They got to wait for that. So what what do you discipline your children about? What what are the they are what the, are the lines that the, you draw? The, the lines that are drawn are electronics are taken away from them. That is a, uh, that's a disciplinary that's action. That's the punishment. Yeah. What would be... Uh, an action that would require uh, it's it's usually uh, it's usually associated with school, not finishing schoolwork, um, not uh, not doing homework, lying about not doing homework, uh, being crabby, being uh, cranky, not being kind, not being polite. All of those things will will lose them hours of electronics. Is it hard for you because the way you speak, you grew up and you just were focused. I mean, anyone who sat down there was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this and bust this out. Were you a good student in school? You seemed like you were kind uh, of a workaholic. No, 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 no. I, I was a really good student until I wasn't. Yeah. And then I was a really, really, really bad student. Uh-huh. I went from, uh, uh, I was never anywhere between A's and failing. You seem to be, you seem to have a very driven personality. And I wonder I if suppose. your kids growing up I suppose, you know, will have uh, that same. But I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's good either. Yeah, so I mean, I, it's not something I'm trying to cultivate. But I mean, it's you not ever something... just go, all right, man, I'm done. But you I, know, I, I just, made enough. I just want to relax. I, yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, there's there's an article I was just reading on the uh, on the airplane uh, flying over here um, that uh, downtime is really important to creativity. Darwin worked four hours a day. Oh, man, Darwin, it makes me feel so much better. Darwin I did work a lot of humanly possible. Darwin did a lot of walking. 
And uh, I'm trying to do that a little more. I want the stuff that I'm doing. I don't want to work less, but I want the stuff that I'm doing to be uh, richer, maybe a little, sure. uh, uh, you know, as, as we speak right now. And in spite right of now, that, you showed I'm, up here. Yeah, but also, well, the, the actual thing I was going for was right after here, I'm going to do the gong. <laughs> I know. I know. Taking it very, very seriously. I'm going to put a where, bag where over my head. Where will you say no? Uh, uh, someone put on Twitter, uh, do you answer the phone? Yes, I will. And <laughs> I said, really? no, but Glenn does. I feel that about The Rock. Like, The Rock is like, dude, you're in everything that's ever been made. You know, but Take uh, a break. it's my job. My job you to do won. stuff. You won the job. The job's over. You've, you've, you've finished yeah, it. You've you completed know, the it. The thing is that Enjoy I, your life. I did not, uh, when I was 16 years old, all I wanted was what I have right now. And it's very, very difficult to talk to that 16-year-old that still lives in my head and says, uh, okay, now we're turning down a chance to write part of Black Mirror. That's what we're going to do right now. Uh, that, that, I wouldn't turn we're, that one we're down. Gonna, we're going to turn that down. That one's and, awesome. Oh, by the way, you know, um, I was asked to write liner notes for one of the most important records of all time. I haven't got the 12 hours that's going to take to write those liner notes. Uh, you've been asked to act in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a television show on TV. I guess I'll turn that well, down. Well, it depends which show, though. That's, it doesn't <laughs> depend what show, because you show up and it's people working and it's really wonderful. Sure. It's really fun. Yeah, and uh, I like doing it. And I also, I believe statistically, I spend uh, more time with my children than the average American dad. Uh, that was a question I had because you on the road, but you guys are based in Vegas. So yeah, you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I will be in London for a month, but so will my children. Yeah. They'll come with me. Uh, and uh, I, I spend uh, most often pick up my children at school. At uh, two thirty, you know, three, and then I'm with them until I leave for the show at six thirty. So as most dads might get home at six or six thirty, then put the children to bed. I'm shifted to the afternoon, and then you, you would say, being a jockish type guy, oh, so you get to take them to soccer and basketball and all. Yeah, they don't do any. My jock stuff. days are behind me. Golf, <laughs> some golf, and some yoga. Well, That's my my my, my wife is the uh, is the uh, man of the house. She plays poker. She plays golf. She goes out with the guys. I, like I take her. I take bubble baths and read. She she I plays like serious baths. golf and I read. I like. Uh, What's that? She plays serious golf. Oh no 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 kidding golf. Like, She's a killer. You know, like oh no oh, when he, she plays with a lot of pros and sure. she, she plays plays, you know no. from the men's tees with a three handicap. <laughs> Jesus, those things mean something to people. No, they do golf. mean. Th- yeah. yeah, the people who are listening, you have no idea. But that's she's a really good golfer. Yeah, she's she used to always be able to make money going out. How, where? Okay, well, where did you meet her? After the show, the reason I did the show was to meet her. You know, after she, you did what show? The the Penn and Teller show. <laughs> you did the show specifically all those years just to get to her. Yes. Um, um she came up to you after a show. She yeah. said, I loved your show, and you said, "Let's," you know. Exactly. Let's and go. she also dropped the exact right words. She said, you know, I was with Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens the other day and we were talking about you. That gives you all the information you need. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All but right. I, I was going to tell you another, because, um, you know, we haven't gotten to my children being um and Listen, being I'm just atheist, sitting back and enjoying the ride, man. Being atheist, you know. Sure. Uh, one incident in school uh, where uh, another student said to my daughter, your parents are atheists, which means they hate you. 
And it shook up my daughter a little bit. Shakes she, me up hearing about it. There's not even logic behind that. that? It shakes me up just hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> so she came back and said that to us, troubled. And I said, uh, how is that figured? What does that mean? And we talked about what that would mean. She was at the time probably eight, seven. And I said, I don't even know what that means. And do you feel like we don't love you? And she said, no. And I said, well, then we're kind of done. <laughs> but my, my wife was not done. My wife uh, approached the parents of the child and told them that. And the parents said, we're not religious. (laughs) We We don't know where she got that from. We don't know where it's coming from. We don't know where that's coming from. And uh, they talked to their child who didn't know where it was coming from, just a random thing that a child spit out. That's what kids do. They they pick on one thing and say And my my daughter said to me, and I want to make this very, I want to phrase this very carefully because I don't want there to be villains in this because there's no villain in this um the teacher was teaching about holidays christmas ho- christmas holidays are coming up and she said uh you don't have to uh speak up it's nobody's business but if you'd like to volunteer is there anyone in the class who doesn't celebrate christmas and my daughter put her hand up right away she said she was the first to put her hand up and put her hand up and she said then like Ten minutes later, uh, a, a a Muslim child and a couple of Jewish children raised their hands, Man. and they asked my daughter first. They said, uh, uh, "Why don't you celebrate?" And she said, "We're atheists. We don't we don't believe in God in my house. We don't celebrate uh, we don't celebrate Christmas." And the teacher said, uh, "Oh, oh, okay." And she said, "We're atheists," and they went on to the Muslim and the Jewish children. And uh, so my daughter told me this, that she raised her hand. And I said, uh, well, how did that make you feel that most of the children in the class are celebrating Christmas and you're not? And then you, she asked you that and you raise your hand and then state in front of the whole class that your, your family is atheist. And she said, well, uh, 10% awkward, 90% awesome. There you go. I said, well, there's... That's a good That's the, a good percentage. That's what atheist is. Yeah. Atheist is 10% awkward, 90% awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that yeah, along the line. Pretty great. You know, so, um, uh, yeah, I, I, we, I'm okay with them having laptops. I'm okay with them having phones. Um, I tell them stuff like, you know, don't, uh, don't have interaction with strangers in chat rooms. But... Those, you monitor it at all? Uh, not not as much as you would think. Yeah. Um, I, I I want my children to have conversations I'm not privy to. I think it's really, really important. My mother would not enter my bedroom on a bet without knocking. Uh, my privacy was completely respected. You know, my house was the, the kind of house where you could um, take a letter with your name at the top of it and put it on the kitchen table, and no one else would read a word of it, ever. That's um, pretty rare. Um, That's she never came rare. in your room because you're mostly masturbating yeah. to the mothers. Sure. Yeah. She, she could hear no. some weird sounds, and she's like, well, but, I but, but, but I mean, I mean, yes, and that's fine. I mean, yes, no. and that's fine. And uh, I think my children need to have that same privacy I was given. I mean, I consider anybody who looks at my computer screen to be an enemy. I consider that to be uh, spousal abuse. You know, it's private space. Absolutely, absolutely, completely private. And so I you don't, don't even clear history. No, you just leave it because then you can go back and see some sites you liked. 
Yeah, but anybody, anybody who looks at my computer, uh, any information they find out from there, well, I don't care because that relationship is over. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you find out something you don't like about me from my phone, well, good, because we're never going to talk again. So <laughs> you need a good reason to not like me. So I hope does, you follow. Does your wife have your phone? Does she know your code or anything? No. 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 She, would never, she would never look at it or open it up. Or my anything. wife doesn't look at it, but she, I don't hide it from her. She knows the code. Uh, it's not a, there's a difference between yeah. this. We're getting into uh, politics here. Um, you do not have privacy because you have something to hide. You have privacy because you deserve it as an individual. Uh, I mean, this is very strong libertarian stuff. When I see someone saying... Yeah, I forgot the libertarian. We haven't really touched on that stuff. And uh, so I want my children to have, uh, to have privacy, and I want them to be safe. Um, well, that's, you know, a, that's a great question because the two of those sometimes are... Yes. Does everybody have that privacy in the country? Where I mean, That's what you're saying with libertarian, right? Oh, I think privacy is really important, yeah. I don't. I think if you can't if you can't uh, catch criminals without uh, without doing something to take away from other people, I think the balances between liberty and safety have to go heavily on the side of liberty. You can always catch. You only catch criminals for one reason. For somebody who has That's nothing, they're really you stupid. know, you seem like you have nothing. To, I, like I am the opposite. I'm like, it's an open book. If you want to look at my stuff, I couldn't care less. If you want to take. You know, if you want to see whatever I'm doing, I couldn't care. So for me, privacy doesn't mean anything. I was blackmailed um, uh, a while ago. How long ago, Glenn? Five years? I mean, as a celebrity, obviously, and because of what you do for a living, you have, yeah, you do have. I was blackmailed uh, badly. It was, it was a horrible time. Glenn and I were, uh, everybody's uh, a horrible time. And uh, I, uh, I called the FBI, and uh, I said... Uh, they said, I said, I'm being blackmailed. A person has pictures. I got my laptop. Um, and um, the uh, the FBI said, well, we can keep this from your wife. I said, you don't have to. I already told her. And they went, oh, well, that's unusual. How much you've paid the blackmailer so far? I said, nothing. We, you know. And they said, well, what damage will this do to your career? And I said, well, you know, Glenn's not happy about it, but Glenn says, well, weather it, you know. And... Uh, and uh, I said, but, you know, it's, and they said, so there's no harm in this blackmail. I said, no, but it's wrong. <laughs> he asked <laughs> and for money and you sick. said, no, I'm not giving you any money. Uh, no, we did what the FBI told us to do, which was there was interaction with them um, in order for the FBI to get more information. But, um, and I, one of the things I considered, and I had a long talks with Glenn about this, was actually taking all the stuff they were blackmailing me with and putting it up on a web page. Yeah. Publishing it for everybody. That's what people to see. do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we chose not to do that, but it was, it was a long discussion and it could have gone the other way. And then after the FBI took care of it and completely quietly and kept it completely, Glenn worked to keep it out of TMZ, keep it out of everywhere. <laughs> I then put out a book where I talked about it. <laughs> But Glenn's like the look on Glenn's face, is like yeah, fucker, why did you do that? Yeah, we work, we work really hard. Did they catch the guy? And that would, uh, yes, uh, but that would um, that would sum up my my view of uh, of privacy. Sure, you know, I have nothing to hide, and I 
completely deserve my privacy 100%. And uh, I don't think there's very much. I mean, uh, how, how many hours did I do on Stern? 100 hours on Stern? I don't think there's anything uh, that... You haven't talked about, yeah. I haven't talked you about. like an open book, yeah. But, um, Let's think of something now. Yeah. <laughs> what can we talk well, about? Well, I'm sure there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a couple well, things. Well, that's intriguing, though. That I mean, that somebody... Did they actually get the physically your book, or did they just hack into it? Uh, well, the story is is ridiculous. The story is that uh, I, 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 um, he, he's sick about this, but uh, my, uh, I'll tell you that Glenn took full responsibility, although I don't think it was his responsibility. Our computer guy was pulling hard drives out of old laptops Ugh. and throwing them away Ugh. and then getting rid of the laptop. Ugh. And there was a, uh, am I telling this right? There was a computer crisis in the office while he was doing that, and he forgot which pile it was in and took one computer completely unprotected and put it in the pile throwing it away. So there were six, maybe seven computers, right. tellers and mine over the years. And he didn't count the computers and count the hard drives. So he actually sent out into the world a hard drive, uh, my computer just out there to be sold for a charity, Opportunity Village, which we gave Some to. Some guy bought it, opened it up and it's like, what? Yeah. And Holy well, at that shit. time, I was on Celebrity Apprentice, right. so we thought there was uh, there was money to be made here, and there are lawyers right. in Los Angeles who specialize in both sides of the uh, blackmail thing. By the way, I'm going to say without Celebrity Apprentice, still money to be made. I'm sure that's not your highest credit, <laughs> you know. Uh, celebrity Apprentice may very well be. Really? What would you say? Oh, Gary? hard to say. You mean in terms of business generated, your business and, and prof- high profile? It's that for high profile. Yeah. I would say I would say artistically. Uh, I, mean, we, I think everyone on earth knew who you were long before Celebrity Apprentice. Well, that's what, that's what you'd think, uh, you know. Uh, but I had thought that let me put it uh, the way I honestly feel it. I had thought that everybody that wanted to see Penn and Teller knew about us, right. and that people knew about us and decided not to like us. But the number of people, because you know, I have a huge contact with the audience. I meet everybody after the show. I saw you years and years ago in Vegas. The yeah, number absolutely. of people that said to me after the show, I never heard of you till Celebrity Apprentice. Jesus, really? And people saying, this was the moment uh, I was at a casino. Glenn can probably tell you where. but uh, And I was walking in for sound check. And a guy yelled to me, I have no idea what you do, Penn, but I saw you in Celebrity Apprentice. I'll come see the show tonight. That's ludicrous to me. No idea. But I get it. And Glenn told me for years, and I wouldn't believe him, I thought that when I went on TV, I should uh, be funny, or I should do magic, or I should do something to have to do with my career. Right. And Glenn's the one that told me, no, doesn't matter at all. Just get no. You know, just so I go on TV as pundit. I go on TV celebrity. I guess it makes sense to me, but I, for me, it's always like I guess just because I'm pretty well read and I know people, and I, yeah, of course, I'm surprised that people wouldn't know you before celebrity. Well, you know, there's, you know, first of all, you've got to start with the fact that we're only talking about the USA. Because yes. there are seven True. billion people on the planet, and about a billion of them well, they have don't never, matter, Pan. Those have never heard Americans. about the USA. Have never heard of the USA. <laughs> those about one Americans. billion of them, and those people have no clean drinking water. But that's a whole different. <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, so you know, you got to you you got to yeah. say that. Also, you know, we've run this. I've run this experiment. We had a um, uh, nanny babysitter 
who was 23 years old, not stupid, not uncultured, mm -hmm. although not 23 years old and also uh, babysitting and nanny, so not uh, not in show business, not studying it. But I went through, you know, uh, can you name the four Beatles? She could not. Uh, she had Paul McCartney and one that was shot. Could name all the Kardashians. Couldn't tell you one Supreme Court justice is my guess. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 that's not. We're not. I'm not in any way talking about. The point I'm making is not ignorance. The point I'm making is that uh, if you're looking for a legacy, or if you're looking for fame to mean something, let that go. It's not supposed to. You know, um, she didn't know Johnny Carson. They don't. Nobody does. I actually do a joke because I tell people, I go, stop trying so hard because you're not in three generations. None of us are going to be remembered unless you're a beetle or a president or a serial killer. That's it. And that's also not true. It's not true. But it's it, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like we think when you look back to Jesse James. That's the only guy we know from that nobody. Era. Nobody can name. Uh, no one can name George Harrison anymore. No, he's the forgotten Go beetle. Gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's completely gone. They're all gone. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and Sinatra. That's, I'm, I'm surprised. I think kids today even don't, they don't know who Sinatra is. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, is there's it? Just, certain yes, people absolutely. are supposed to. Sinatra should survive. No. Dylan should survive. No, the we'll Beatles find out. Survive. We'll find out. We'll find out. I I think the Beatles will be 200 years down the road. We'll still. No, I think they'll still you don't live. trust any music that you first heard three years plus or minus your first blowjob. Do not trust that. There's <laughs> neurological stuff happening that you can't uh, you can't function that's under. That's a lot of bands. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of bands. Uh, we we are not supposed to process music. Andy, that's my the first smokers. one was last week. Like last yeah, week, it's so. the Chainsmokers. Yeah. Beat you to it. I'm getting nothing. <laughs> but uh, that's there's a neurological thing going on. If you were relating to music the same way you're relating that you related as a child, you'd be saying like, oh, I'm a goth this week. I'm a punk this week. You can't, you can't do that. You just can't do it. Um, I can always listen to The Clash. I'm sure, always, exactly. always up for But what I'm saying is you, you have to understand that that stuff is not special. And the impermanence, you know, I, um, I remember there's a, there's a wonderful interview with Larry Fine of the Three Stooges. I know Larry very well, of course. And Larry Fine talks about how uh, when they were doing the shorts, they did them like live shows. They would do the same gag 18 months apart because this was going to be seen 18 months apart and it would right. be a whole different thing. And we have this weird time, this weird little glitch. It's only 50 years, maybe 70 years, where we think that movies are some sort of um, permanent record or television is that's just not true or records are some permanent record kids today don't know uh, bogart they don't know I, I would say they don't know and they're not supposed to they're not supposed to Aren't we you? don't want them to mm. we really don't want them to when you get down to a real education you should know aristotle you should know bach you should probably know beethoven well who from this era is going to fall into that category? we don't get to choose we don't get to choose who, Pro would, who would you think probably i mean dylan's uh, up there Probably from the 20th century, Houdini. Yes. Because he's in the dictionary. Yes. Houdini, then after Houdini, um, uh, for entertainment, probably Elvis. Uh, for uh, for um, the 20th century, just in general, in general, probably uh, probably Hitler. Um, True. Uh, that's, my, that's my gag. Exactly. Serial killers, presidents, and I said the Beatles, but... I mean, Elvis, well, Big the Beatles, Crosby was bigger, and then it was Sinatra, you'll and never then Elvis. Get, you'll, you cannot 
logically have anyone ever bigger than Bing Crosby for market penetration. Right? Right. You'll the do, craziest thing we'll at the time. That. We'll never, for no, that not era. Not the time. For all time. You know? And remember that the biggest show, uh, I mean, the biggest rated show, uh, America's Got Talent or whatever it was that was the highest show, never hit the ratings of an average Beverly Hillbillies. Yes, um, isn't that crazy? Because time changed. And that's yeah. the thing with Bing Crosby. There was no generation gap. So everybody listened well, there was to Bing so Crosby. Well, there were only so many choices back right. then, too. Yeah. You had two or three choices. So now you've got many, many choices. And we don't know who's going to make it. I would say Houdini, Elvis. Those are, uh, I think those are great uh, choices. You know, you, you probably have... You don't think Trump's going to be remembered Carl, for the rest Carl's of all time? What's that? No, no. Uh, Carl Marx, probably, sure. you know. Um, Mao Zedong. Uh, but I would say of, uh, of music, you know... Um, Dylan winning the Nobel Prize makes big, a big difference. Big. You know, most of the people, if you talk to Christopher Hitchens or Salman Rushdie or um, the people that I looked up to and consider to be true intellectuals, it seems to be Shakespeare, Robert Burns, and Dylan. Those are the three people they quote all the time and always come back to. Robert Burns. This particular circle, which I know nothing about. Uh, but you know... It's uh, so random. Robert Ingersoll, uh, the atheist in the 19th century, uh, his lectures were about atheism, uh -huh. Shakespeare, and Robert Burns. Uh, 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 I don't even know Robert Christ Burns. Christopher Hitchens, uh, Christopher Hitchens um, claimed, I didn't know this, we were friends, but not close, and I didn't know this until after he died. He claimed that he could, you could give him any Dylan line, he could give you the next line, including the Christian period. <laughs> well, that's well, that's absurd. The Christian period, you, there's no way. Well, I know it I'm really joking. well. I know I'm the joking. Christian period really well. Um, <laughs> but he really knew the new Dylan, and that's funny because the Beatles, uh, you don't have profound lyrics in the Beatles. Um, you really don't. I guess. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I just feel like that. I, I love them, and I think that they will go on. I think they'll be remembered. I think their music's timeless also. I think if you heard it today, it would sound like it came out today. No, it sure doesn't. Mm, it does to me. No, it, it doesn't. You can listen to it. It doesn't. Okay, I'll have to listen to it again today. <laughs> um, there's some really nice tunes. I mean, Paul McCartney they, they, wrote They do have one or two real, good tunes. You're really, right. Really good yeah, you're really good. And, you know, Yesterday is the most recorded song that's true and that, scrambled eggs yeah. that means uh, that means something do you want to say anything about parenting there father time yes uh, well I, yeah i just didn't want to i didn't want to infringe on your your rambles but no, i will talk about anything well i'm intrigued by you've by your that, lifestyle you've made that clear <laughs> you obviously have very specific um, which i love i love the openness and honesty because i talked to my sister who you know did a ton of crazy shit and, and doesn't want her kids to know that. So she doesn't share her life with her kids. And I feel like then the kid goes through the same chain as opposed to you seem to be very open and honest with your kids. And I yeah, think that's you know, a great I, way to be it. I've been thinking lately, you know, I've never uh, done a recreational drug in my life. I know. We, we haven't even covered that. Most of the people come on here and go, I went to jail on acid or they were like talking about heroin. And you've never had a drink or a drug in your entire life. Recreationally. I mean, I've been I've been in the hospital. Sure. Um, so I've been on morphine. Not, not that's necessary. To but be you know, it's, it's so odd because you think, oh, well, my kids won't. But you can't. You're not going to be able to. It is judge the big. Where it is the go. biggest predictor. Uh, whether your parents, uh, you know, it's the same as the divorce. It's right. the biggest predictor. But um, I kind of think uh, I. If you see, this is one of the things about being an older parent. If you told me when I was 35, you're raising children, I would say teetotaling. 
had to be the way it was. You know, my my parents, my grandparents, all the way back. Never drank. He totally yeah, never, never. Did never, your wife drink? Never alcohol. Yes, never alcohol in my never alcohol in my house. Um, and there's no alcohol or drugs in my house. We don't have a beer for friends or anything. It's never it never comes up. So bring your own. Uh, no, never. There's never been beer in my house, <laughs> uh, ever. And uh, but I don't. Uh, you know, I, I say to uh, I actually say to my children. You know, I say. Uh, uh, I don't believe in God, and I've never done drugs. But if you're a uh, if you're a born again Christian drunk, uh, the amount that I love you does not go down at all. Uh, the unconditional love thing is is absolute. Uh, they 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 do not have the power to lose my love. Um, and uh, I don't know the people that I know that did drugs when they were in high school. I think doing drugs when you're young may be a good idea. I think it's maybe good to learn that there are altered states and that you can't trust your brain, because uh, I don't know that. You know, um, when I uh, when especially I, for someone whose job is to um, confuse people, to make people look in a different direction, and yeah. to honestly, you know, you are. But kind you know, of when I first went down a hundred feet people. and got narked, you know, I was really dangerous because I'm not aware. Uh, I think that every state I'm in. Is reality. So you end up with a um, with a with a uh, you end up with a mind brain separation that is not scientifically accurate. Right. Whereas if you've done drugs, you know that you can't trust your brain. Yeah, that you know? is true. That's absolutely true. Uh, and uh, that may be useful. That may be useful. Also, you know, uh, the reason that I didn't do drugs was that I thought people with my personality didn't do well with drugs. And my children had, do not have my personality. They might How be specifically? What 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 traits of your personality don't jibe well? Uh, I don't. Not only do I uh, tend to not lean toward moderation. I don't respect moderation. Mm, I know. I know uh, that well. I, I don't in any way. I just if you are someone who's uh, moderate, I, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, I'm not interested in it. I mean, the people that I respect and love and care about uh, in history. We're, we're, we're not people who practice moderation. As a matter of fact, it's really hard to think of someone that people have heard of who's good at moderation. Right. <laughs> I mean, being heard of is not moderation. That's true. Uh, you I mean, know, it shows in your, you, you would sit down and juggle for hours in the basement. That yeah, was yeah. basically your addictive yeah. personality. So I would think, I mean, addictive, I, I've been so carefully avoiding using the word addicted or addictive because no one knows what that word means. Sure. Um, but I do know that um, when I like to do something, I just do it. You know, when I wanted to diet, I didn't do it gently. You know, says the guy who lost a hundred pounds, pounds in three months. Yeah, yeah you look. You uh, took me a second. I was like, oh, hey, Ben, you look fantastic. Uh, uh, thank you. Good. You should you should see me in a bikini. Yeah, have we one have my wife. One you should, should not right see now. him in a bikini. You should not. <laughs> Why not? Mm. <laughs> Are you like me? I, as I get older, like I was more shy and reserved with my body when I was younger, but now I'm in my fifties and I just I walk around, yeah, sure. no sure. problems. There's no at reason all. having your dick hanging. No. no problem at all with that. No, I remember uh, uh, Jonathan Ross, who was a, a big star in England. Uh, I remember him answering the door, and uh, he was wearing uh, uh, really nothing, really but a thong. And as he answered the door, when I went to visit him, he said. Uh, my daughter thinks this is inappropriate to wear around the house. What do you think? His daughter was 18. <laughs> my wife has to go like, you know, people are coming over. You need to put some clothes on. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't care anymore. Uh, but I don't, uh, I think that uh, uh, that 
what my children do. I would, I would like to be, you know, my dad, boy, you know, dads uh, traditionally, or I guess I read this somewhere, you know, the moms are unconditional love and dads are conditional love. My dad just did not get that memo. I mean, my dad was um, a Christian his whole life Mm -hmm. and I was atheist and uh, never was there a, never one moment in my life when I did not feel that my dad loved me. Yeah. Never a moment. And my and my mother too. And that's, you know, my goal in parenting is to is to try to be uh, you know, uh a percentage of what my parents were, you know. That's pretty amazing too, because you, you knew I mean, you were. My parents atheist. never raised their voice to one another. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. We well, I mean we're a family of redheads. My wife's a redhead. I mean, we all we do is yell at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never understood that. I mean I would like to raise a family of powders. Just my, brooders. My my mom and dad pouted. If I if I did something wrong, well, my mom and dad would would be sad. That was it. That was it. You, I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> you probably like. Oh, I really made my mom sad. I got it. Yeah, made her sad. I'm, That's funny. I'm trouble, yeah. uh, are you and your wife like that? Do you guys yell at each other? Or? My wife is much more volatile than I am. Um, they most of them are. I feel like. I don't know. I don't know if that's a gender-based thing. It but... is a gender-based thing. Okay. It's hormonal, and yeah, I mean... I don't know, but... We uh... still have a two-year-old, so we're still... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're still... Uh, as Michael J. Fox calls the first three years of life suicide watch. That's, that's basically all, it. That's all you're trying to do. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. If, you get, if you get them to three and, and, and they haven't you know, jumped off a balcony... Total success. Oh, I thought you meant suicide watch for the parents. No, no, oh, for no, the children. No, I'm totally joking. But there were some nights where we would have a fight where we just we haven't slept in weeks, and then I was afraid to go to sleep because I thought she'd kill me in my sleep, or she was just like you know, like just yeah, losing so, her so mind. you into the sheet and beat you. With yeah, that's what I felt thing. like was going to happen. Yeah, yeah like that's a, that's the redhead like way. Soaps wrapped up in a towel, Coke cans just smashing me. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the redhead. That way. is the, definitely the. You redhead had a lot way. of these details worked out, Jamie. She's very specific. Yeah. I found I found notebooks. Somehow Dylan's lyrics. Three, three notebooks. Very, three Early one morning, the sun was shining. Saw him in the sheets, lighter fluid. Right. How to dispose of a cans. body in the backyard? Lie. She's got what weird. She's like shovels and cement. Lie is spelled. A boat. Honey, lie is spelled L-I-E. No, it's L-I-E. No, no, it's Wait, not. that's a different. Oh God. <laughs> different lie. When, when Time for the, the lie. Kids, were you not like hanging on by a thread? She's just exhausted? Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know how... You were on the road. I believe it is impossible to raise children without staff and an infinite amount of money. I honestly... <laughs> most of the people I do this show with are, are famous celebrities. And so they're always like, well, you know, I passed it off to the... Passed the baby off to the assistant and the, the night nanny and then the doula was there and the night nurse and... You tell you tell me. Uh, it makes it that easier. Someone is a single mom, and working I, at McDonald's. I'll tell you, Neil Armstrong's accomplishments pale and pale. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I mean it's a cliche to say that we have a full time nanny, and I'm hanging on by a thread. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can't. Yeah. So all right. So so basically, you're saying if you want to be a parent, you should really make a lot of money. Well, you know, one of the reasons I waited so long is I wanted to have, like my parents did, all my problems out of the way. And because I'm in show business and I don't know where my next paycheck's coming from, I wanted to have enough money to raise my children. I mean, I, when when my children were born, I could I can get them to you know through college. There you go. Which is of course. Stupid because I I didn't make it through college. Did you go to college, and you really I went don't. To college. And you really don't care if they go. 
No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. I think college will be outdated. I, I think driver's licenses and colleges are going away. They're going out of business right now. Yeah. Some of the smaller ones, they're just they can't get the two. Yeah, kids yeah. are like, well, I don't need this anymore because they're doing it online. They don't need it anymore. Yeah, and the you, whole education's you, on the internet. You learn that stuff. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, the uh, the uh, you know the the Germanic principle of our schools of uh, training people to be workers seems to be incredibly outdated. But I have to keep my feelings about school a little bit quiet around the house because yes, my, uh, my, uh, my wife thinks it's important. I think if it were totally up to me and the children said, I don't feel like going to school today, I'd go, oh, okay. Do Just they look type. at you and the money you've made, though, and be like, you know, I mean, do I ever have to work? I feel like I don't. Dad made uh, a ton of money, and I think we're going to be okay for a while. I don't think they've gotten to that point. I don't think they're, you know, they're not cynical. They're not Bill Maher's children. Um, <laughs> Wait, Bill uh, Maher has children. At least, no, no, he doesn't. But I'm just saying that cynicism that goes through <laughs> it. But, um, you know, there's no way Bill Maher's given up dating no. women who look like anime characters. There's not a chance that's, oh, we'll cut this part out. No. <laughs> Bill Maher hasn't done that. He, he doesn't have kids. He can't do this show. No, he can't do this show. But uh, I, 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 uh, I don't think they, they, they think that way. My son is discussing, uh, he's very interested in cooking, being a chef, video games. I would have loved to do that. My daughter cool. my daughter likes uh, art. You okay. know? She very much wants to do art, which I know that's, that's where the money rolls in. She'll be supporting me. With you the know, art? With oh, yeah. Nothing like art to that make another money. Another lucrative career. Trying to push her into poetry. Yeah. Get the real money. It's like music or, nowadays. Or Can photography. Can anybody earn a living in a music business? What's that? Photography too. Yeah, yeah, photography, yeah, that's a huge money maker. It's gonna be a money maker too. <laughs> that's where you make the money. Um, so yeah, and I don't. I, I'm also not a. Uh, uh, I'm not an ideologue as a, as a, as a, as a parent. I don't have theories on what they're supposed to do and what they're not. So we're to. not going to see your uh, your child rearing book. Oh, I don't know. That might that might happen. If you had a child rearing, but yeah, maybe you should. What would it be I have, called? I have a I have I have a diet book. I never thought I'd have that. I have a <laughs> diet book. How to lose a hundred pounds and gain two and how to gain it back in children. Yeah, you know, at the time I lost my weight, the weight that I lost was the equivalent of my two children. So I could pick them up and carry them and go, Wow, I was wicked fat. That's funny. Huge thanks again to my guest today, Mr. Penn Gillette. Uh, that was It was amazing. We'll have to have him back for parts three and four. Uh, huge thanks to my producer and buddy, Mr. Andy Lerner, as always, helping me put this show together. Uh, I hope you guys like it. If you did, please go review the show for iTunes so we can get some more ratings. And that's it. We'll catch you next time here on Father Time. Father Time.